Hello. Welcome back to Almost 30 Podcast. What's up? What's happening, everyone? Welcome to the show. It's Lindsay and Krista. Your best friends. Your best friends from another <laughs> messed friend. <laughs> Your besties from another Take testies. Take it again. And again. <laughs> Your besties from someone else's testies. <laughs> oh, God. How's everyone doing? Let's take a deep, uh, dig, deep breath. What? Deep breath. <sighs> yeah. Letting Feels good. Letting it rip. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How are you really? I'm good. It was, <laughs> uh, yeah. How are, how are you really? People like that kind of freak me out because I'm like, they're like, what? How are you really? I'm you're, like, they're like, I saw your upper lip quiver. How are you? Yes. Really? You're like, um, what? Which I actually sometimes I appreciate it. And sometimes I'm like, I actually don't know either time how mm-hmm. I am. So yeah. whatever. But today I was, um, I went to, I've been going to Bulletproof in the morning for breakfast. I mean, you know me. The best. What do you get for breakfast? I get either the breakfast bowl yeah. or I get the uh, coconut burrito, like the coconut yes. tortilla, whatever. With the eggs and bacon? Mm-hmm. No bacon, but yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, so I was like, I want to be eating more nutritious and like just a better breakfast because my breakfast haven't been, they've been a little lackluster. So I went in, I ordered my food and I got it and I was on the way out and there was this woman, she was like, she was homeless and she had her cart and she was like hanging out outside and she's like, do you have any money? I'm like, no, I don't have money, but do you want to come in and I'll grab you something? And I was thinking, I'm like, thank God for this opportunity today. Like, I'm really grateful. We went inside and um, she's like, okay, so I want eggs, eggs over easy. And they're like, sorry, we we don't have eggs over easy. And she's like, okay, uh, four pieces of toast, wheat toast. They're like, uh, we, we don't, we don't, we don't carry toast. They're like, we have uh, yucca toast. She's like, um, can I have orange juice? And they're like, we don't have juice, ma'am. She's like, um, you're like, let's walk out. So this is bulletproof. Yeah, Dave I, I pulled her back and I was like, so we don't like carbs or sugar here. So let's just start this over. Are you keto? <laughs> yeah, literally. I was like, so what's your diet profile? Like, Fuck. what are you like focusing on right now? Like, what are your health goals? It's actually. It's, so it's she walked up. She's like, um, I'll just take a piece of pumpkin pie. Had a pumpkin pie the thing, and she's like, and I want one of those smoothies back there. And they're like, okay, cool. And then she's like, oh, and I also I would like a coffee. And then she gets a coffee, and then she's like, okay, well, can I have a a coffee that's like a frappuccino? They're like, no, we don't have frappuccinos. And then she ordered like five other things. I had to like stop her. I was like, okay, I think we're we're gonna wrap it up here <laughs> with five things because she like, noticed I was like Trinogen. Yeah, literally. <laughs> she's like, I'll take the bulletproof back. She like starts selling. She starts like a shop, just like reselling bulletproof <gasps> oh, stuff. But it was so. Man. Cute. It was so funny. She's like, no bread? She's like, wait, wait, wait. No toast for breakfast? It actually puts a spotlight on how hilarious some of these... I mean, I am a bulletproof the guy, super fan. Same, super super fan. But uh, The lady, the guy funny. at the front was like, this is a diet place, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> he literally was like, he was so confused. Like, this is a diet place, ma'am. <laughs> she was oh, so man. cute. Some of the most like joyful moments on walks have been just observing because there are a lot of homeless people on like the west side near the beach. Yes. But there are so many moments when they're just enjoying being by the beach. Yes. That are so sweet. Really, really sweet. Whether there was a man the other day and he was just basking in this, like he was just standing Uh, up, like kind of in the middle of the path. So in the way, but like, (laughs) and he was just basking in the sun and he had just like a smile on his face, eyes closed. 
And I was like, wow, that looks like it feels really good. Oh, love looks, that. You know? Totally. So like that's where it's at, man. <laughs> you know what life is about. Truly. Say it once, I'll say it again. When I hear homeless people yelling shit, I agree with 50% of it. Right? They're always like, yeah, it's always the man that's holding us down. I'm like, he's fucking <laughs> right. Literally, they always say stuff. I'm like, dude, you're fucking right. Mm-hmm. There was um, right in Venice when I was I was walking today. I went walking with Erica and Athena, and there was like this um, this company. I don't know who it is, or it's like a volunteer organization. They had all these tables set up, and they had cl- it was cool. They had water, uh, toothpaste, toothbrushes, clothes, food, and and just like a line where homeless people could come and they could basically nice. get their their stuff for the next couple of weeks. And I I didn't look at who the organization was, but I want to find it because it looked like it was really cool. Like you could come help them set up, you could donate your clothes. And that's what I've done before when I lived in Venice. I would just actually walk to the beach with Milana actually. And we would just give our clothes directly to people. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was cool. I want to volunteer. Yeah, I can imagine actually would be interested to like look this up, but because we're in a time of kind of like scarcity, I'm wondering if there's less donations being made and less like food being distributed. I'm just curious. So I can imagine that like they would be- I'm sure they're short on volunteers too. Yeah, Because people don't want to be around people. It was cute too. The lady this morning was like, I was like, do you want to go in? She's like, yeah, I'm good. I got my mask. And she put her mask just like in her lips. It was so funny. It was like, it was like the little bit was like in her mouth. So it was like um, her mask was in her mouth and she was talking with her mask in her mouth. It was so fucking funny. She's like, I've got my mask. I'm like, cool, let's go. Let's hit the road. We went in, we went in there. Uh, holy cannoli. That was the really one, nice. um, that comedian, Brent, Brent. Talia, who's friends with J.P. Sears, mm. he did a funny skit where he did um, the presidential debates mm-hmm. and he was had someone who was Trump who's fucking hilarious. He did such a good Trump impersonation. Then he was Biden. And he's like, he's like, yeah, we've got to wear the masks. And he puts his mask. He's like, you got to put it in your mouth. And he like stuffs the ma- <laughs> his mouth with the mask. It was so funny. So anyone wants to watch funny clips, funny for both sides, about the debates, definitely watch Brent. Yes. Brent Plea's so funny skits. They're fucking hilarious. So funny. I've been. It's actually. It's crazy to see commercials with people wearing masks now, dude. I it's know. very interesting. That's all I'll say about that. But I'm just I agree. like, this is wild. I agree. Okay. I'm just kind of like, what are you saying to me? Exactly. As soon as they find out I'm not buying as much because I don't know what those lips are saying, <laughs> they're going to take those masks right off. Well, it's just, it's just virtue signaling because uh-huh. it doesn't make sense logistically. doesn't make sense. Um, oh, Brent was the one we watched. We watched the debate on the way down to Natalia's. Or I had it on. Yes. I know, yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remembered. It's very funny. You guys should look it up. I haven't gotten one of these in a while, like a kind of like a creepy, creepy dad text message. Sometimes I would get- Not from your dad though. (laughs) No, not from my dad. (laughs) But from like a dad-aged man. (laughs) Yeah, I got like, it was just like out of the blue. I don't know this person very well, but like we had been in contact just over like, we were introduced via like business stuff. And I was just like, okay, got a text. Wow, that photo of you on the steps, jaw dropping. And I was like- no, hello. No, hey, how are you? Checking in. We've talked once before. We're not going to talk again. What'd you say? <laughs> What'd you say to him? I said, ha, huh, thanks. And then I like, I followed up with something that I'd forgotten to follow up with him about. 
And then he went back to the photo and then sent me the photo as if I hadn't been in the photo myself <laughs> yes. seen it. Yeah, he didn't know, know what photo it was. Also, too, it's and like, by the way, it's not a really good photo. Yeah, totally. Oh, that's the damn. I mean, you I think it's I mean? a good ass. But that's the whole thing is like, dude, I have a page of 800 photos of me, and those are my hopeful best of the best. So it's like every photo you really like, it's we t- people take so many photos right now. If someone's like, that photo's jaw drop, you don't give a fuck. You're like, uh, okay. Like, I'm taking another one tomorrow. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah, it was just like one of those things where I was like, huh, what goes through someone's head where you feel the need to say that? Yeah. But anyway. He's, well, he said, he's like, on. my daughter said it was like. My daughter said it was, who, she goes, who's that? <laughs> I'm like, maybe you shouldn't be scrolling. <laughs> scrolling with your daughter in your lap. I'm like, hey man. Also, it's just a weird conversation starter. Where do we go from here, sir? Totally. You're like, thank you so much. Where do we what did you like about it? We can go from here. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, today's conversation is really, really informative. Mm-hmm. And I'm pumped. I'm pumped to share this with the community. Yeah, we talk a lot about the the food system in the United States. We talk a lot about the supplement industries, which I think is fascinating and really good for us to all be aware of. For me, especially, I feel like I've been taking supplements for years and years and years. And I didn't really realize all the implications and things that go into our supplements, like mm-hmm. fillers and binders and ways that we could be taking things that aren't as helpful for us as we think. So in this conversation with Sarah, the founder of GEM, we talk a lot about the actual process to make a whole food supplement that is better for you. Yeah. We also talk about synergistic effects of food, which is really interesting how foods work together to create uh, benefits. We talk a lot about vitamin D, the importance of vitamin D. We talk about algae. I mean, algae 2021. Yeah, dude. Algae is what's Elect up. algae for president. Algae, spirulina, chlorella. All of these are just like super for your bod and for uh, your immune system. So many benefits. Easy to farm. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see more of algae and they are using it in most of their products. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. I, yes. I just, so I wanted to ask her five more questions about algae. <laughs> I'm like, this... Title of this episode, I'll be damned if it's not called algae. Yeah, I know, honestly. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to seeing more from algae in 2021. <laughs> well, let's let's contact like, algae and see what they have to say. people say about like sports athletes. They're like, I'm looking forward to seeing more of like <laughs> Joseph, whatever. Oh. Um, yeah. And also, we talked about just starting a whole food company, like mm-hmm. advice for people that want to start a company that are early entrepreneurs that have ideas, which I thought her advice was really, really good. Yeah. So uh, you can find out more and actually order Gem. It's a subscription based. You can get your delivery every single month. They have lemon, cacao, and peppermint, peppermint, which is my favorite. At dailygem.co, Sarah Cullen is the CEO. And you can use our code almost 30 for 20% off. I just ordered mine. Yeah. I got the cacao. So freaking good. Yeah, I know. It's so, it's it's literally delicious. They're made of like dates. They have like ashwagandha in there, the algae. They have such good ingredients and it's like perfect because I always have mine after my lunch when I want a dessert, but it's like a nice little Mm -hmm. sweet treat that's like my whole food vitamin that goes with my lunch. Yes, we love a sweet treat over here. I do too. So good. Um, So we're excited for you guys to try Gem 
I love it. I eat it every day. I just ordered, reordered mine. And if you like this one, share it with a friend. I think, you know, these conversations are best when shared with friends. And that's how we've really grown our community and podcast. So we always love inviting and welcoming new members. Yeah. Join us at the end of this episode uh, for announcements from Almost 30, special events and things that we have upcoming for you. But in the meantime, enjoy this one and we'll talk to you later. Love ya. What was the early days of like the the gem setup mm-hmm. with like office? Well, so and the just super like early days operations. we were split between New York and LA. We had half the team in New York and half the team in LA. So it was I like lived a bicoastal life for so I've been in LA for three years, but for a year and a half of it I was bicoastal. So we were out of all these different co-working spaces. Like we had the wing, we had WeWork, and then we finally got this private office in on Abbot Kinney and then COVID. So now yeah. it's like, yeah, we'll see the next stage, what it looks like. For the beginnings, like, because Gem is so different and it's so genius because I've never thought about how our multivitamins are not edible foods. So what was like the inspiration behind creating a real food yeah. vitamin? It's a great question. Um, so it all started with my own frustration with my health. So I had in my mid-20s a couple of years ago, I had all this chronic inflammation. Like I had random swellings. I had acne. I had a sluggish metabolism of like an obese person. And I went through all these different doctor's office visits and allergy tests and blood tests. And I found out that I was simply nutrient deficient and a lot of key vitamins and minerals, which shocked me because I've always been a relatively healthy person. Yeah, my face. I'm kind of like, yeah. (laughs) And so most of us, I turned to the supplement aisle to fill the gaps in my diet. And I was overwhelmed and appalled just by the volume of like fake fillers and artificial ingredients and binders that were doing way more harm than good for your body. And this is like a $39 billion industry. People are spending more than ever on supplements, but we are not statistically healthier. So 30 years ago, one in 400 people had a chronic uh, autoimmune disorder. Today, one in 12. And so, you know, we turned to real food. But an apple today is so not as nutritious as an apple 50 years ago. So how? And so that's when I started researching different like nutritious, sustainable plant systems like algae, spirulina, and chlorella. These are like ancient plant systems. They're actually like the the first life forms on earth. It's like our shared DNA. So it's like, how could we get vitamins and minerals in a much cleaner way from these types of sources? And the more I started to question the supplement industry and the more I started to research, the more I realized just how badly our reductionist approach to our health is failing us. And like, it's, so what, what's really alarming is like, even in the, even on the medical side, if you look at doctors, for instance, they have a decade of medical schooling. Only six hours is dedicated to nutritional science. I know. Six hours. That's why it's like I trust holistic doctors now more so. We, Dr. Axe, you know, we we work with, we've um, friends with Dr. Axe and 
he's not a technically a medical doctor. I'm like, oh, okay, I trust you more because of his education includes so much around Ayurvedic, Chinese medicine, like mm-hmm. nutrition. It just feels for me personally, this is my preference, more holistic than the other method. Exactly. And that's really what inspired Gem. Like how can we address all of you, not parts of you? How can we take these different disciplines, these in, this integrative approach, this really food is medicine approach and upgrade it and evolve it and make it, you know, and, and, put that real food philosophy into practice. And so that's what inspired Gem ultimately. And that's what we are. The plant systems that you were talking about, algae, spirulina, chlorella. So do these contain like the vitamins, minerals that people are normally seeking and are they more bioavailable? Like what's the benefit to taking those? Well, whenever you're getting your vitamins and minerals from real food sources, you're getting better absorption and you're getting the synergistic effect, right? So- things are actually combining to do a lot more for your body. So, so many of our supplements today in this reductionist approach, they're isolating vitamin D or they're isolating vitamin C and they're putting it into a capsule with a lot of other fillers and binders and saying, okay, this is your complete nutrition. But that's not how it works. When you're getting that from food, you're actually getting so much more from that vitamin in a bioavailable way because it's synergistically working with these other amino acids and compounds in food that are naturally occurring that are doing so much more for your body. So one of the other alarming things that I found in the research in starting GEM is is 90% of vitamin D, for instance, on the aisle today is derived from lanolin, which is a fancy word for sheep's wool. Mm -hmm. And our vitamin D in GEM comes from whole mushrooms whole organic mushrooms. And so it's, you know, that's really why algae, like plant systems like algae are so are so great because they have all of your vitamins and minerals in just one tablespoon and they have all the amino acids. And so they're having, you're really getting your complete protein or your complete nutrition, excuse me, and your complete protein actually um, from these sources. And, you know, there's not a lot of plants that can do that. And that's where, you know, superfoods were born out of this. Um, but I think we we really need to start investing in that science behind superfoods so people start to really understand it. And in GEM, you know, like we we aren't a traditional, well, we're not a vitamin at all. We're actually a real food product, but we're positioned to replace your multivitamins. And we have so much more than what your traditional multivitamin would have. We also use, you know, ancient roots like ashwagandha, for instance, in each bite of GEM. And ashwagandha has been used for thousands of years. Um, and it's proven to reduce your cortisol levels by 20% when taken daily. So it really can help your stress and chronic inflammation. Um, And that's the type of thing that we need to start working in these types of ingredients into our daily health habits in order to really create a more holistic health habit. Yeah, and when you said about the apples too, it's like we aren't having the same apple that we did years ago. And a lot of it, it's I think the book is called Good Dirt. And it's about the soil and how our soil is so nutrient deficient now because of the practices that people use for farming and it not being regenerative farming, our water systems, you know, there's just a lot of different things that are contributing to less than nutrient dense soil. Mm -hmm. And then the soil produces all the food in our food system, which is less nutrient dense than ever before. And I think it's fascinating that, you know, when we're talking about vitamins too. And I'm thinking about the ways that we pick apart and see our food system as separate entities. It's the same with our body where we do with the nutrients, we see each as like a separate separate entity. And essentially within the medical system, it sees our body and nutrition as like a separate entity from the actual doctoring of our body. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? So there's just so many ways in which 
are we are separate from nature. We are separate from self in systems. So what I also wanted to talk about was the linoleum with vitamin D with the sheep's wool. And I, I remember finding that I was like, I was plant-based for a long time. I've been vegetarian for like 10 years. I was vegan for a while. I'm not totally vegan, but I remember hearing that. I'm like, it's made of sheep's wool. Like there's so many things in vitamins that are kind of odd and off that people just don't really know about like the binders and fillers. So how can people know if binders or fillers are in vitamins and what exactly are binders and fillers? Like what is what is in it? Yeah, no, it's a great question. Well, that's a, a lot of the controversy around supplements in general is that you don't actually know what's in it because the way the labels are set up is that it's not completely transparent. So you have these like proprietary blends, for instance, where it's not actually said everything that's inside of it. So that's why at Gem, we're, we're a nutritional fact panel. We're not a supplement panel. So we're actually designed completely differently on our label. Inherently, we have everything in it. You can see in the order in which, you know, the volume in which they are um, in gem. And that's, you know, a big reason why we wanted to be a nutritional fact panel, not only to use ingredients that are regulated by the FDA, but to also be very transparent about what's inside of it. And there's a lot of really scary binders and fillers out there and these, you know, big names that no one can read or understand. But there's also just like a lot of sugar and a lot of like corn and soy and wheat binders that are just like, and and that's you know part of my health experience and um, and gelatin too right yeah and gelatins so you have all which isn't vegan yeah, like you just you just have these things that are in everything that we eat like corn soy and wheat not that those are just so evil in themselves but they're just being used and in, in and processed in a way that your body's starting to have like allergic reactions mm-hmm. to it so that I actually found out I was allergic to soy corn and wheat and peanuts by the way wow through my health experiences because. I think it was just in everything that I was mm-hmm. eating. Mm-hmm. And because our government like, subsidizes it. Exactly. <laughs> and so like they're they're, you know, they make up more than 90% of our daily calories. Yeah, which is it's insane. In our it's even yes. our veget- I mean, it's every it's in our oils, mm-hmm. it's in our so, snacks, our cereal. Yeah, where it's just mm-hmm. like it's it's just trying to reduce the amount of filler and artificial ingredients, synthetic ingredients in these vitamins. And you know, not all vitamins are evil. It's not that. It's just that the way that they're produced in these capsule forms or these cummy bears are just because of the nature of their size, even just these little teeny pills. Like it's impossible to fit the whole plant compounds into them. Like, oh yeah. Indeed. Gummies is a funny ass thing. Yeah. Gummy vitamins. I mean, hey, I've taken down a whole thing of gummy vitamins <laughs> We're like, we have to in one fucking bottle, day. Right? Totally. Literally people will send them to me. I'm like, don't send these anymore because I will eat the whole thing. <laughs> and I remember eating them. I'm like, this is a funny ass concept mm-hmm. that Americans do. We're like, we love, we want nutrition, but we want it to be sugar nutrition. Mm-hmm. That's a gummy. Like it doesn't- As if we're children and we need it to taste good in order to- 100% guess, you know. respect and love. But still. So like with Gem 2, I feel like there's so much in there. So do you use like concentrated forms of what you're putting in there and do other, like are there other supplements out there that it's like more diluted or how does that work? And is it is it regulated? Like you said the FDA regulates your nutrition mm-hmm. panel. Who regulates the vitamin? Well, Sorry, those two questions, but yeah, kind of linked. So, I mean, 
They do there's patent a, pending. There's a loophole with supplements, essentially, in the FDA regulation. So technically, the FDA is supposed to regulate supplements, but there's sort of this, this loophole, which is why actually a lot of energy drinks you see come out as supplement labels and later maybe switch once they get really mainstream or mass. And that's because they can get away with you know, crazy caffeine levels or caffeine drive from crazy things because there's these like loopholes in it. Oh, yeah. so you can file for the you can file for the FDA regulation for something, and you could put it on the market while it's being filed. So they're technically reviewing things Got while it. it's already on the market, but you just have to say on your label that it's being reviewed by the FDA. So whereas other countries will have it be reviewed and approved before it goes to market in the United States, we don't do that. We just have it. You can go to market as long as you've filed for the approval from the FDA. So sometimes it goes to market, people are using it. Like there have been like um, phenadrine, like fexofenadrine, some diet pills have been on the market for like a long time before the FDA was reviewing them and they've been incredibly harmful. It's crazy. Yeah. And so a lot of it's like just getting, you know, instead of isolating a variable and making it very concentrated, like a vitamin D, it's how can you choose a more con- or new, more nutrient-dense plant mm. where it's already kind of like naturally occurring and concentrated and then use that in the product. And so that's kind of like the sweet sauce of what we do. So we, we choose these super nutrient-dense plants and then try to, to optimize the vitamin mineral content in that way. So you found out you were, so you had inflammation. You found, what were you doing at that time when you were seeing the doctors and you were really kind of getting the inspiration for Gem? Were you working or what was your yeah, So I actually had another company before mm-hmm. Gem. So I started, I co-founded a CBD beverage company. Which, what year was this? This was in 2015 to 16. So I joke that I can actually claim that was the OG of the CBD. 100%. Honestly. <laughs> Nobody at that time, everyone was like, okay, so you get high. And I was like, oh God, that's mm-hmm. like, mostly me explaining how CBD doesn't get you high. But I think what I was so fascinated by is just, again, how we have all these plants out there at our disposal that have these incredible medicinal properties that are really unknown and untapped and people don't understand how to use. And so I love that about, you know, starting this first company. And I was, so I was very stressed out at the time (laughs) that I had these health issues, which compounded Mm -hmm. everything. And I was trying to run this company and that's what that's what I was doing, you know, through this, and then had this kind of realization of really this this bigger need um, of building a company that just invested in more holistic solutions in a much broader way. I think a lot of entrepreneurs have their first business, and we see this a lot of times with people that we work with and 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 like coach. But it's like people get so attached to like their first idea being the thing. Mm-hmm. How were you able to let go and really let this other one happen? Yeah, well, it helped that I learned a lot of things what not to do (laughs) during that first company. Um, I actually had co-founded it sort of with like this investment entity, which by the way, don't do that. Um, What's an investment entity? It was was a group of angel investors, a a bunch of Mm. male angel investors who wanted to co-found this company with me. And the reality is, is like the, you know, equity to sweat ratio was not quite right amongst us all. And so I like, was you know very naive starting this first company, not understanding how to cut these deals, and had to just exit that because it wasn't a, a financially good path for me. So, luckily, like I think it was a kind of a nice way for me to be like, okay, well, I have this larger idea anyways, and this is clearly not a good 
starting point <laughs> to build something with. I mean, who you build with is so important. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, it's like a, a simple lesson, but one that sometimes you have to just learn by going through of finding people who really do align with your values and align with like your bigger mission. And we were certainly not aligned in that first company. Mm-hmm. We had very diff- different ideas of how to approach the building the business. So. so you learned what not to do. And then were you, did you ever have a moment you're like, okay, I'm scared to start this new company or you always had the new company in your head and you were like, knew that this was going to be the lily pad that you jumped to? I Probably the latter. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I knew that. I think building- I don't know if that's a me. phrase, but a <laughs> lily pad that you jumped in. I was like, really worked. Honestly. <laughs> that was really cute. <laughs> I like that one. Um, the lily pad, stepping stone, mm-hmm. lily pad, whatever. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I I joined right after undergrad an entrepreneurial fellowship called Venture for America. And so I've, I've always been more of the entrepreneurial mindset. I've always wanted to build things. And so I think learning how to build a supply chain, how to produce a product, how to get into stores, how to do that part of it with my first company gave me the confidence to, I guess, jump onto another lily pad. Is that mm-hmm. how we- Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> Still feel like I'm on the lily pad. Yeah. That's amazing. What's important about, like nerd question, but what's important about the supply chain? Because more and more Mm -hmm. we are working with companies and brands who that is one of their main pillars. So I know it's it's definitely one of yours and it's it's important, I think, for consumers to know. Yeah. What is important about that? Uh, There's so many important things. Um, And we spent a lot of time on this. And that was what was great too about starting this first company is that I had been working with a lot of farmers all around the world with a lot of suppliers. So I knew the good ones and the bad ones. I knew what to ask for. Um, But there are things that, you know, really having a direct relationship with your suppliers and knowing what documents to ask for around how they test their product. What kind, like a lot of this fillers and binders also come from the suppliers. The farmers sometimes go to suppliers, they process it with even more ingredients and then you get it. And so trying to cut out that middleman processing, um, making sure, you know, it's non-GMO and organic. And even if it doesn't have the organic certification, we still make sure that all of our suppliers still adhere by the organic practices, right? So you using, you know, natural practices, no, you know, chemical additives or anything of that sort. Uh, And so that was, you know, there are several filters there in which we kind of did our research to make sure that we got suppliers that are, that adhere to really healthy practices and also sustainable ones. And I think those two things go hand in hand. And a lot of people don't always see that in suppliers and don't realize that things that are, you can't really be one without the other, in my opinion. And so that's where um, we are really big on that. Everything we choose is both not only like organic and non-GMO, but but also very sustainable. Um, and that's what's, you know, spectacular about algae, for instance. Like it's a very sustainable plant system. It's photosynthetic. You actually can grow it in super small spaces in abundant quality. And so it's it's, you know, we we also chose plants and and key ingredients based on those filters. Love that. I guess just on that, like why wouldn't people if if algae is so easy to grow and you can grow it in smaller spaces, like is there any reason why people wouldn't want to grow it, or is there any like politics around that? I'm just mm-hmm. curious. Like if and is it expensive? Like what is the? Yeah, I mean that's the exciting thing that we're doing, and why you want to invest more in these types of plant systems. I don't know why more people aren't doing it. Maybe more people will. Uh, I think 
you know, a big thing is that a lot of the investment around algae went to biofuels early on just because there was more money there. Uh, and, and so, you know, actually the research that's really been done around food and algae has been done by NASA and astronauts in space because it is something that you actually could grow in space really? unlike other plants. Yeah. Uh, so it is, yeah. So it's, it's actually something that hasn't really just been, ha- hasn't had the money, frankly, to be invested in. And so, and I think, you know, there are a lot of bad suppliers out there that people use. Algae needs to be, um, like any farming practice, you can contaminate things if it's not done properly. And so I think that um, it just there just needs to be more demand, consumer demand in order to bring that money to the business side. And that's what we're hoping to do, right? Like by democratizing these plants, by getting them people's palates used to them, by getting them more into everyday diets, we hope to continue to build that like supply side of the system and and deliver more of that, which I think will be really helpful. Wow. Cool. So algae chlorella, spirulina, spirulina, what's, is that a plant? Yeah. So spirulina and chlorella are both microalgaes. Okay. So there it's- So um, there's algae and then there's microalgae. Yeah, so algae is is really, there's thousands of species of algae actually. Cool. It's kind so of it's like- it's like a family. Different, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Um, there's different, you know, types of mushrooms, cordyceps or your- portobellos at the store or whatever it is. Um, there's also like different types of, of algae. So you have like the microalgae, which we know, you know, in our superfood smoothies or whatever, like spirulina and chlorella, you also know like seaweeds, the sushi restaurant, mm-hmm. your, your kind of macro seaweeds, kelp is now kind of making a, a big, a big wave. And uh, yeah, so th- those are kind of, and we also have another microalgae in our current product. It's called astaxanthin, mm-hmm. which is a red algae. Cool. It's, mm. it's a it's the most potent antioxidant. In fact, wow. six thousand times more powerful than vitamin C. One hundred and fifty times more powerful than vitamin E. Wow. Uh, yeah. So it's a it's a carotenoid, and so there's um, a red algae is is what we have like a, a functional dose of it cool. um, in each bite of gem, and it's really good for your brain health, incredible for your skin health. Um, my fun fact that I always love to give is it's it's actually it's what a lot of like uh, salmon eat this red algae, oh. and that's what actually gives them the endurance to like swim upstream. Oh, I wonder if it and, makes like, their the pink color. The pink color, yeah, yeah, exactly. Don't worry, you don't turn red. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, but, yeah, yeah. That's why farm salmon they have to dye them pink because they feed them like corn Blech. niblets. So they don't get pink corn. It's fucking I mean, nasty. So, I mean, that's like a whole other topic, but omegas, right? Like mm. we we get our omega oil from fish. And where do you think fish get it? They get it from algae. Mm-hmm. And then we feed these fish, you know, all these like corn products. Yes. You know, again, just more corn and soy that we're feeding. I know. Them. That's with and all pigs, kind of fish, everything. Whole farm fish. 100%. Straight to algae and get omegas. It's just 100%. That's why I'm like, why aren't we using it more? <laughs> I know what's going on what's here. What's going on? No, for real. Yeah. What's yeah. going on here? If it is so beneficial for our health in so many different ways and easy to farm, what's going on? I would like to look it up. Because <laughs> I wonder if it's like a hemp situation. Totally. You know what I mean? We're Where hemp some is like incredibly journalistic versatile. We're bringing you with us. I know, honestly. <laughs> you can be the front of the, yes. the charge. Yeah. I mean, that's why I love the CBD beverage. Obviously, hemp is like yeah. so spectacular. Yeah. Hemp, you can... Are you, have you ever thought doing CBD job? We have thought yeah. about it. 
What's, uh, what's the hesitation? The hesitation right now is just the saturation in the market in general. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? I have five different <laughs> CBD oils on me right now. in my fucking closet right now. <laughs> At first I was like, I've got this CBD tincture and then I'm like, I have 40. <laughs> No, I mean, we thought about it. There's also, you know, the thing about CBD is we really want to deliver an FDA-regulated product. And we think that's just like important to disrupt the supplement industry and have that nutritional fact panel. And so just the regulation behind CBD makes that difficult and kind of muddies, you know, mm-hmm. the water um, from a legal standpoint. So there's there's that too. Yeah. And then with the with the combining of the supplement too, I think that was something that you mentioned that's really interesting. Like the power of actually having the whole foods allow certain amino acids and other things in it to be more effective in the body. Can yeah. you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah. So I call this like food synergistic science, essentially. And there's a lot of really cool research out there that is, and there's there's been some um, some really cool studies done where they've taken, for instance, like a vitamin a vitamin C capsule with like a certain amount of milligrams, like 150 milligrams, and then they've taken something with like 50 milligrams, like a tomato. And the tomato, and they actually then analyzed your bodies and they found that the tomato actually does so much more for your body than just the vitamin C tablet alone, even wow. has less milligrams mm. of vitamin C. Wow. And that's because there's things like like uh, lycopene in the tomato, right? Or these other amino acids or these other antioxidants that are actually doing a lot more to help support and enhance that vitamin C than something like a isolated tablet of vitamin C would do. And so that's, you know, you actually, you see the, the synergy of this science all the time in, in you know, for instance, another thing is like um, turmeric. You often read about putting black pepper with turmeric, which is a spice that helps kind of activate the cucumin bioavailability. That's another example of how, like, how can... And so when we develop any product at Gem, we're always looking at, okay, what are the kind of the, the different things that can come together to, to help enhance its bioavailability, you know, and, and its like health benefits um, and its impact on your body. Um, and so it, it's really interesting because a lot of our foods, even like as simple as like a PB and J, we don't realize that we're doing this, but we like naturally crave these food synergy practices and we've been doing it for years. We just have never talked about the science behind it. So a, a PB and J, like there's actually a lot of science behind a peanut protein and the amino acids from a jelly work together to, to actually give you a complete protein. Because a lot of proteins don't have the full amino acid structure. Yes, like peanuts don't. Yeah. So yes. I'm not saying that every PB&J is like your complete protein structure, yes. but there is a little bit of that science in there as well. Same with like um, an avocado toast with tomatoes. Like the vitamin C and E, the vitamin E and avocado and the vitamin C and tomatoes together like really help do a lot more for your body. So there are some like natural kind of practices that we do that we don't even realize in our day-to-day that this science is at work. And so we're trying to take this and actually put it into practice into our products that so many supplements aren't doing. Wow. I think what's cool too is that like there's, because it's like a food, Mm -hmm. it's kind of, or have you found that it's like teaching people how to eat? You know what I mean? Like, because if you're taking a supplement and you're like, okay, good, like I'm good. And they don't really think about, huh, like what is the good choice I can make when it comes to my next meal. And so when I like eating 
gem, it's like, huh, okay, this is what's in it. There's like good fats, there's greens, there's this, there's that. Like, so it's it's almost like educating them in a way to make the better choice when they eat food. Is that like intentional? Totally. Or? That's what we're hoping to build with this brand. And as we expand our future product lines, we want, that's why I say we kind of want to evolve this food as medicine philosophy. You know, people are looking for that. It's just impossible because our food system is so broken, as we discussed. And it's really about getting smarter about your choices, about how you think about things working together. And you really start to read labels completely differently. And so we're hoping as a as a company to spark that curiosity to kind of start to do this research and questioning on your own and give you the tools as well to do that. So that's a, a big part of what we want to do. It'd be cool to get in schools, mm-hmm. like to work with schools and like yes. have that be, great idea. you know, like Kids. the multivitamin choice because it's delicious. Kids would eat it. Like, you know, to kind of transfer them. Because I'm thinking about them, like, what would I change about the food system? A lot, but also just like the government subsidies, I think is the biggest problem within the dairy industry, within the corn industry, within the soy industry. And that's what really creates this system and culture where we have it in every single thing, whether we know it or not. And that's where the overdose is causing us to have allergies and all these things. And it's like, I'm like, what would I do to change that? So I'm like, how could you change that as a founder? But it could be something where it is like gem is like in schools and kids are able to have it and like understand good nutrition because I ate like ass in high school. I used to eat three chocolate milks for lunch and like a taco salad, which was iceberg lettuce, cheese, and ranch. The breakfast selection. Like you eat- Nasty. You eat like ass and then you crave I would eat Otis Goldmeyer muffins that that were like like wet as fuck (laughs) because they were covered in some fucking oil. It was me and my, we were talking about this weekend. Every day we'd get a cookie. Yep. Take a break, baby. Big ass cookie. Mm-hmm. Dude, what? And my then, lunch like, used to be like a pizza. Be like, a pizza. <gasps> yes. With like a brownie. Yes. I had that like every day for lunch. Lunchables. We had, you know, the Lunchables that were oh, like lunchable? some sort of something. Don't even get me started uh, on The ham ones Ew. with cheese. Uh, those need to be reinvented. But you like, do the cheese was like, or the, the ham was like liquid and they put it in like little no. cookie cutter cups. But- on Fridays, like they'd be like pizza day, you Dude, know, like, it like was we glorified. deserved it totally, like we deserved yeah. it after a nice week of eating. <laughs> but I think that's a it's genius, you know, like the because if kids eat like shit, they're gonna be used to and crave shit. Yes. Like that's just and it's a heartbreaking. Too, if I get into a rhythm of like eating shit, I'm only uh-huh. craving shit mm-hmm. completely. Like that's so, when your habits start. Yeah, I mean, we would love. I think we'd love to do a, a kid's line yeah, mm-hmm. and, and get it in. Oh my God, you should do kids. You're welcome. 10%. Write <laughs> yeah. it to me. Yeah, that would be incredible. Yeah, I think that would be incredible. And no shade to the food system in high schools and stuff because they're doing the best they can. But it's really unfortunate the ways that we ate. Because I was exhausted. I would I would sleep all this one class. And I remember she called my parents. She's like, I think she's depressed. And I think I was depressed, mm-hmm. but I was also sleeping a lot in class. Well, mm-hmm. I, like that's what's insane. It's like, there's no resources that go to that. No. And that's a big part of how you feel every day. So much. Productivity yes. level. My product, yes. exa- like it's I like, can't imagine. Want more economic productivity. Yes. Yeah, if you actually invest in simple things. Like no, you health. give them Adderall. Lunch. <laughs> yeah. That's what you do. <laughs> you give them Adderall. <laughs> I mean, that's basically what they're doing. I know. Mm-hmm. So what have you noticed? Your inflammation, did your inflammation go down? Yeah. You noticed all the allergies? So I, um, so after like 
you know, turning to the supplement aisle and being like completely overwhelmed. I then started doing sort of my own, you know, cobbling together my own routines with spirulina and these like crazy superfood smoothies and these incredibly messy like powder routines. And I was at one point just like taking, you know, spirulina like by the spoonful, which by the way t- is nasty. It's pretty disgusting. <laughs> and it like stains like, my clothes. It always oh, yeah, stains yeah, yeah. everything. Oh yeah. Same with turmeric. better. Oh, wow. So I was like, well, I'm feeling better. Like, screw it. I'm just going to like, you know, start, you know. So, I mean, that's why I, I built Gem because it was... Wait, you take it by the, the powder by the spoonful? I mean, yeah. I, like at first I started you would like choke with like yeah and these... I'm like how'd you swallow that <laughs> yeah, <literally. laughs> yeah, you're like blowing this like green dust you're that, like... that came after like just getting lazy of making these smoothies so I started this yes, you know yes. trying to convenient route here <laughs> uh, but yeah no it was certainly not a sustainable or like something I recommend and uh, yeah and then you know I started doing these like crazy you know pre-gem there was all sorts of other gem bites that happy never made it to market <laughs> That were um, that, that definitely still worked, but didn't. Were you just making them at home now? Yeah, you know like what I love them the peppermint. Home. Yeah, peppermint's yeah. good. It's like really mm-hmm. nice. It's yeah. refreshing. What's the benefit of peppermint? Uh, so peppermint is actually just well. There's a lot of benefits to peppermint. It's it's um, but in gem we just use it as kind of like a nice flavor profile. Mm-hmm. But you know it, it helps activate sort of like... Like your olfactory glands, I yeah, think. Yeah, like it's just kind of a nice like awakening mm-hmm. like oil, like if you will. I feel like it also soothes my stomach a and little bit. And it's very good for digestion. Mm. Um, so it's a it's another kind of like soother mm-hmm. all around for your brain and for your gut. Um, but it's really interesting. So we have three flavors of gem right now. We have um, peppermint, lemon, and cacao. And, you know, I don't choose favorites. Like, you know, they're all my kids and I love them <laughs> equally. But it... You, our customers, like people are like, you know, either a peppermint fan or a lemon fan. Like we have like super loyalists to different flavors and it's I'm cacao. fascinating to see. Yeah, Heroes I'm cacao. Cacao. <laughs> but I liked <laughs> the new boy. Oh yeah. We have some really good <laughs> new ones coming yes. out. So Which are based on immunity, right? Yeah. So we have a few new product lines coming out. Our first one is sort of a holistic immunity bite. And this one, again, is looking at addressing like multiple parts of your immune system, your gut, your skin, your brain. Um, so we have prebiotics and probiotics in this bite. We have vitamin D and beta-glucans, which are great for your upper respiratory health. A lot of clinical studies behind that. We have zinc, curcumin, and so kind of everything you need in this one bite. And it's a beautiful turmeric, citrus, ginger flavor, a little spicy, sweet. It's a gorgeous orange bite. It's too. beautiful. It's a completely different color got a and look. Taste. It's so good. Delicious. Because yeah. right now, the real focus on for immunity is zinc, right? Vitamin C, as far as it relates to like where we are with COVID. It's like zinc, vitamin C, vitamin D. Yep. Those three are the main ones. Yeah. I think like that's that's some of the myth busting that we have to do. Yeah. A lot of people think about immunity and they're like zinc and elderberry and vitamin C. And all of these things are good and we have zinc in our product, but those are all like acute acting. So, Which means? Yeah. So when you have a cold, for instance, and you want to like zap it, then you want to megadose maybe on like a vitamin C or zinc to try to like nip it in the butt. But there's actually like longer term foundational health things that you can do for your immune system, mm. like probiotics and prebiotics. Again, that's that synergistic effect that we were talking about. Like the probiotics work a lot better when you have the prebiotic food to kind of feed it. That's why you put both in gem and that can help with your gut health. And gut is of course like the brain of your body, right? And it's like the functioning of everything. And so keeping that at a baseline is good. 
Um, and then you have things like cucumin, which is a, a you know a compound from turmeric, which is a great anti-inflammatory, which is another big, you know, chronic inflammation is a big symptom of like a, a, a poorly functioning immune system. And so I think like expanding our knowledge on how we look at our immune health, on not just like something that you take when you have a cold, but something that you really address more consistently and in a foundational way. So that's what we're also trying to educate on. And so that's actually why we don't have vitamin C in this immunity bite, because you actually get vitamin C a lot in your day-to-day. You probably don't realize it, but most of us aren't deficient in vitamin C. It's in a lot of the foods that you eat. If you eat a remotely well-balanced diet, you're getting way more than enough vitamin C. And so you really don't need that to gap it up. And so that's why, you know, we didn't choose something like that. Yeah. Uh, But vitamin D is something with COVID right now that is actually getting a lot more, which is amazing clinical studies around. um, And it has, you know, it can really help build up your uh, antimicrobial proteins basically. And it can help build up those bacteria fighting proteins in your lungs, um, which so it's like it's some, it's vitamin D is actually a, probably the number one vitamin to take for your immune health, and I think that's starting to become more of a mainstream knowledge now. But it really wasn't before COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. People did people thought of vitamin C and zinc first before vitamin D. So that that's been really good to see. And a lot of us are actually you know deficient in vitamin D because. We work indoors all day. I know. We just gotta uh, get outside. Yeah. And gotta get our asses outside. I know. And there was, I think people are coming off of that time when we're like, stay out of the sun, no sun. Yes. Protect yourself with like sunscreen, 100 SPF. That's a whole whole thing, too. Mm -hmm. That's an interesting conversation as well. Yeah. The rise of sunscreen correlation with the rise of cancer. Mm. Because the rise of sun, there's an interesting parallel between higher use of sunscreen, higher protection from the sun, seeing sun as fearful, and cancer rates because it's left us less nutrient deficient. You know, we're not getting outside as much, all these things. So, yeah, there's a lot of interesting studies around that that's too. That's really interesting. I didn't know that mm-hmm. correlation. Yep. That's a, wow. well, that's, and, and, you know, that's almost like it's not, it's in the realm of, of things that people, don't really talk about a lot because it's been so ingrained in our culture and society to fear the sun. I mean, we all grew up fearing, I mean, I was in the tanning bed my whole life, but most (laughs) people were fearing the sun. And so when we really look at it, it's like a very interesting conversation, but we just have to be smart about our sun exposure. Um, It's true. Yeah. mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, it's, that's really interesting. Yeah. Last question for me. What is like your, as a founder, like what would you give, what advice would you give to someone that is like, early on their journey of starting, you know, their company? Oh, God. So many pieces of advice. Um, What would be like the number one thing? I think it's... So there's a few things. I think first, just there is a leap of faith and and a degree of uncertainty that you really have to get comfortable with. And there's really no way but through. And I think a lot of times people try to overcalculate it to a degree that, you know, like there is something about just diving in. Um, and if you really feel confident about the problem that you're solving and your product, like you're going to get to a good place, but you really need to start getting it out in market sooner rather than later and not like trying to to overcalculate. And so even in starting Gem, you know, um, we had a really unique launch story in that I... As a food product, I actually started a beta group of women. Um, so it was like 300 women and it was a Facebook group. And I kind of had people like refer them, the, like 
you know, refer other people in. So it just wasn't people that I knew. And from there, I seeded like my initial prototypes with people. I like sent them rounds of samples and I kept sending them samples and I kept iterating on the product until I got to a place where they loved it. And I did a lot of surveys and figuring out what exactly their health needs are. How can I kind of fill the gaps? Like I knew kind of the average deficiencies of women and what we needed, but what else do we need based on our our kind of like modern lifestyle demands, right? Things like stress and ashwagandha, things that you might not have an ashwagandha deficiency necessarily, but we have rising cortisol, we have rising stress. And so we need to start to combat that. And so those are types of things that I learned in this beta group. And it was really helpful kind of leanly launching a product like that um, with this group of women because it allowed me to really build a product where the customer was at the, the heart and center of it. And I think there's a lot of you know companies who will spend two years in complete isolation, building this like beautiful Quibi, brand, spending thousands of dollars. Frickin' Quibi. <laughs> and, and then launching being like, oh, it doesn't work or I have no Literally. customer mm-hmm. is. And so the faster you can kind of get something out there and really start building it with your customer and evolving your brand and your product with the customer, I think that's that's where you really start to win. I mean, we'll see. We're two years yes. in, so take my advice with a grain of yeah. salt. But that's, I think, I guess, the biggest advice. And and that's not easy to do because it's it's really, you have to be very vulnerable to yourself yes. out there like that. Mm-hmm. It's not the perfect product right away. And for a lot of perfectionists and people who are founders, it's like, ah, but you, but you really, you have to, you have to do that. I think that, that vulnerability is missing where people don't want to, share their product with people and get feedback. I mean, I can very, very, very much relate to like sometimes being like, oh, I don't want feedback. I'm like not really feeling yeah. like I can take it emotionally today. So to do that with the group is genius. Like, yeah. And I, I think it just doesn't skip any steps that are really important yes. for growth as an entrepreneur, yes. like personal growth as an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Like even talking to like podcasters, like within our realm, they want to skip a bunch of steps and automatically start to monetize. Yes. And like, oh, wait, we actually have to do yes. these things first because it creates a sustainable business and it makes sense. So I, I really respect the way that you did that. And it's coming from your customers, your future yeah. customers, your current customers. Mm-hmm. It's really important. I think it's, people a lot of times create products for them. Like you want to create the product, you created a product for yourself, mm-hmm. but you also want to create it in co-creation with a, an audience too, or like your customer. You want to tra- you want to transcend that transactional relationship and really build yes. a community. And I think this is like really overused now. <laughs> Everyone's like, I want to build a community, but truly that's what you're doing, you know, with, with your mm-hmm. podcast as well. And like when you build that community, it's like any relationship in life, you actually invest in that relationship and you get to understand their needs and their desires, their demands, then you can actually start to build products and solutions that work for them. Mm-hmm. That you know, transcending that transactional nature isn't easy in the beginning, and it does take a lot of time. Yeah. My last question is just about 2020 and how, what you've learned as an entrepreneur, and what you're excited about coming up. Yeah, 2020, the year that's been a decade <laughs> <laughs> for real. I think so. You know, the big when COVID hit, I think there's a huge uh, perspective, a huge mind shift that we had. Um, in really in the early days, we were looking at kind of just growing, right? Your first year grow, we 10X our business in the first year or like high growth. And then it was kind of like, okay, how can we kind of recalibrate? How can we get a lot smarter on the finance side and really try to get more to a resting growth rate, try to get more to 
a positive cash flow and actually like a profitable business that doesn't need this huge fundraising engine that so many consumer companies today need. And so I think that was a huge shift for us and how we in thinking and how we approach the business. And it's been really, really healthy too, just internally as a team. Like it allowed us, you know, we invested a lot in a new brand this summer which we will be releasing along with our immunity bite at the end of this year uh, because our our new products will be for both men and women, which is cool. exciting. So um, it allowed us to kind of look at some of the things internally, um, focus on product development. And I think it, there's been a lot of silver linings for us in 2020. And so, yeah, I, I, it's, been a, it's been a decade <laughs> this mm-hmm. year, but... I'm excited for what's to come. And I think a lot of companies will come out a lot stronger because mm-hmm. of this like kind of full market shift in how we're thinking about businesses and how people are focusing on it. I think it also weeded out a lot of companies that were honestly probably meant to fail yeah. um, as well. And um, and the strong ones, you know, will we'll keep getting stronger. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm I, I'm a irrational or relentless optimist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Part of a key to it, I think being a founder, you sort of have to be. Yes, I love that. That's for sure. Yeah, this has been so fun, fascinating. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I loved hearing all about it. I want more of the new flavor coming out. We just had some before. It was insane. It was so good. It was like so soft. I have my gem every day and we do have a code. So almost 30 for 20% off your gem order. I love cacao. I love the lemon. Yes. And I can't wait for the new one. And um, yeah, just really, it's exciting to hear like for men and women. I think like women are so ready for... I'm ready to buy like the that. things. Yeah. <laughs> but I think men, it's really cool to kind of like bring them in on, yeah. on these incredible products yeah. and brands. I'm and, so excited. And teach them too. So awesome. Thanks for well, being thanks here. thanks so much. Guys. Yes. Where yeah. can they connect with you? Uh, where can they connect? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, our website is dailygem.co, D-A-I-L-Y-G-E-M.co. We're all online. So we ship directly to your door uh, in subscriptions in packs of 30. And uh, you can start off by trying all three flavors, cacao, lemon, and peppermint in our trial trio, and then go from there. And we have a super flexible subscription as well. You can snooze, cancel, swap flavors, anything you'd like. So awesome. awesome. Thank you so much. All right, guys, we will see you later. All right, bye. bye. Oh, that was so good. You guys can get your own gem, which I love, by going to dailygem.co and using the code ALMOST30 for 20% off. And thank you so much to all of our sponsors for the episode. Gem, of course, Paleo Valley, Everly Well, Away, and True Niagen. And we've gotten so many nice emails, messages about our new paradigm workshops that people have been attending uh, over the last six months or so. And we have one coming up that I'm so excited about. Our friend Jenna Reese will be joining us for Reclaiming Radical Love. This is a breathwork and meditation workshop, super powerful. I just love Jenna. Yeah, she's incredible. At our Malibu retreat, she was like the peak of really a lot of the experience where people were super cracked open. She's a dear friend of Lindsay and I. I trust her. I love her. And breathwork has changed Lindsay's life. She's been doing it regularly. She did a full podcast episode on it. And to do it in the privacy of your own home with Jenna as like your support is going to be really, really powerful. So if you're new to breathwork, if you're an experienced breathwork person, it's going to be awesome. And I can't wait for our last workshop of New Paradigm for the year. I know. All of the workshops are also available at shopalmost30.com 
for purchase post live workshop, but this one live, highly recommend being It's there. a good one. Almost30.com slash new dash paradigm for your ticket. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening. And almost30.com, almost30 podcast on Instagram. Make sure we're following each other. Would love to connect with you guys there. I'm at it's Krista on Instagram. And I'm at Lindsay Simsick. Yep. We love you. We'll see you every Tuesday and Thursday. Make sure you're subscribed. Bye, babes. Bye.